0: They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Hunter.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Chai Kids show, 4Kids, by kids Thank you so much for tuning on 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Hunter and I'm 10 years old and I will be hosting for you today. So coming up on Gha Kids today, I will be interviewing Brian Mitchell. He is a former championship professional boxer. And so stay tuned to 101.9 High FM to learn more about why boxing is a good sport and what it teaches us. Also on the show, I have a riddle to challenge your mind and a tongue twister to challenge your tongue. So stay tuned, you don't want to miss this kids show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 061 895 1019. And please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010 140 3020. I repeat 010 140 3020. Get ready for a jam packed show on Car Kids today.
2: Oh, 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 oh.
0: kids by kids they are the high kids your host today is hunter
1: that song was try everything from zootopia this is car kids for kids by Kids. my name is hunter and i'm your host for today before we start the interview with brian mitchell former championship professional boxer, today's riddle is what two things can you never eat for breakfast? I repeat, what two things can you never eat for breakfast? If you know the answer, please send me an SMS with the answer on 34519 or 061-895-1019. I'm super excited as I have Brian Mitchell with me in the studio today. So, if you have any questions for him, you can send them on 34519 or telegram to 061 895 1019. Good afternoon, Brian Mitchell.
3: Good afternoon, Hunter. You got a fantastic voice.
1: Thank you. How are you?
3: I'm very well, thank you. How are you today, Hunter?
1: Good, thanks. And how was your Mandela Day going?
3: Fantastic. Well, you know, Nelson Mandela was the icon of this country the father of the country, and I was fortunate enough to meet him in 1994 when he was president, and I was a friend of the great Nelson Mandela. So, yeah, fantastic enjoying the Mandela Day.
1: I have some questions for you.
3: Sure. Go ahead.
1: Where were you born?
3: So I was born in Troyville, which is uh, not far from here, funny enough, and I was raised in Malvern. So Troyville's I was actually born in in Yobrata. Hospital in Hilbra, at the Queen Victoria Hospital. And uh, at that time we lived in Troyville and then we moved to Malvern as where well. I had most of my boxing fights as an amateur.
1: What was it like being a boxer when you were growing up?
3: Well, it was fun. It was it was all I knew. It's a very tough sport. you got to commit yourself. Otherwise, uh, you can get hurt in the sport. You can come second and you, you, can't, you don't want to come second in boxing. You have to come first. But my dad was a South African boxing champion in 1962 when I was a year old. And when I was nine years old, I went to the Alice Park Boxing Club to start boxing.
1: Why is boxing an important sport?
3: Well, it's an important sport uh, for my family and for people that that choose to go that route. You know, I think if if you're born to do something, that's what you need to do. And then you need to discipline yourself and dedicate yourself to the sport. I was—I believe I—I I was born to be a boxer, so it's—it's it's a family tradition for me.
1: What does boxing teach the boxer?
3: Well, you know, as uh, I—I've said, uh, discipline is very important. Dedication—you know—it teaches you mannerism. It, it teaches you so many things, which uh, uh, any sport really does. For me, as as a former sportsman, the dedication, the discipline, and the determination—those three Ds actually is what makes you successful in life.
1: I have ADHD and Tourette's. Do you think that, that boxing could help me?
3: Well, yes, boxing can help you for sure because as I said, you know, you, 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 you learn to, to train, you learn to, to be disciplined and dedicated to a task and um, uh, obviously it, it can help you in, in different ways where you, you can exercise and you can be fit and be mentally strong. But uh, I mean, you're amazing for a young ten-year-old for to do what you're doing on the radio. Yeah, that ju- that already is is helping you. So keep doing what you're doing. It, it's uh, I'm proud sitting here just listening to you. I'm a super sport commentator, and I don't think I could talk as well as you can at ten years old. So well done.
1: Thank you very much. What are the misconceptions around boxing?
3: Well, the misconceptions for many mothers. I'm an only child. Um, and my mom and dad were divorced when I was very young. So my mom didn't actually even want me to box because she didn't want her little boy to, to go into a boxing ring and get hurt. But it's not about getting hurt. It's about going out there and, and learning the the art of boxing, how to hit and not get hit. And as I keep saying, you know, what you put into life, you get out of it. If you train very hard as a boxer, um, there isn't a downside. It's, it's all an upside.
1: Have you ever been injured in your career?
3: Well, the injuries that I had, I've had some broken hands. I've had a lot of cuts. Uh, in professional boxing, you pick up a lot of cuts, and it's part of the sport. You've got to fight on. But it's the same, I suppose, in, in, in other t- combat sports. You know, you there's a chance of getting hurt. There's a chance of getting hurt on the rugby field. And uh, but it's it's what we do. You know, if you're talented enough and you work hard at at what you were God's given talent then you've you got to go through it with injuries, but there, there are many injuries in boxing and I did receive a lot of cuts in my time, on my eyes.
1: How old were you when you started boxing?
3: I was nine years old when I started boxing, so I was a year younger than you are. So, um, yeah, there's, so you can still go to, into boxing now as well. Yeah, nine years old at the Alice Park Boxing Club and then I spent 10 years at the Malvern Boxing Club and I became a professional when I was 19 years old.
1: What made you choose this path?
3: Well, like I was saying to you, um, I come from a boxing family. My dad was a South African boxing champion, and it's really what I wanted to do. My mom wasn't happy, as I said, of me going into boxing, her only child. But when she saw that I was good at what I was doing, and it's what I wanted to do, and I was disciplined, then my mom supported me. And uh, obviously it paid off. I'm a 14-time undefeated world champion. And uh, I'm the only South African boxer in the International Boxing Hall of Fame. So I'm proud to sit here as a South African uh, being interviewed by a 10 year old that really knows what he's doing. It's
1: very nice I'm um, interviewing you. Thank you. And it's very nice learning about you and boxing. Um, Thank you. My fam- who has inspired you in your life?
3: Well, quite a few people, my dad, as I said, a South African champion. there was a guy Arnold Taylor was one of our first world champions. And uh, definitely Nelson Mandela was inspiring, you know, to, um, w- when I met Nelson Mandela in 1994, uh, he'd just been released from prison probably three, four years before that. And he was a massive boxing fan. He was an amateur boxer himself in his time. And he was the president of this country. So meeting the great Nelson Mandela was very inspirational.
1: My family told me that they think you used to fight in the lightweight division. Is that true?
3: Yes, well, there's, there's, there's a lot of different divisions. So I was one division lighter than lightweight. which is just called junior lightweight. So there, there's, there's about 12 or 14 different divisions. Every two or three kilograms, you go into a new division. I was uh, the world junior lightweight champion.
1: What's the difference between lightweight, featherweight, and super featherweight?
3: So what happens is a featherweight weighs like 57 kilograms, a junior lightweight weighs 59 kilograms, which is the weight I was world championed. And then a lightweight weighs 61 kilograms. So it kind of every two or three kilograms is is a new division. Has
1: boxing changed or evolved over the years?
3: Well, yes, it certainly has. Because in, in my time 30 years ago, uh, you never had the the vitamins and the and the, the, the energates and the power drinks that, that the youngsters have today. And all the fancy training, you know, we, we just went and, and, and hit the bag and sparred and did our road work. But yeah, it's definitely evolved. The fighters are great athletes today. The sportsmen out there in the world are great athletes. Uh, we were different. We were good in our time and, and everybody's good in today's time.
1: What does it mean to hold the, lin, the linear junior lightweight title?
3: So the linear title means that you're the best in the world in your in your weight division. So uh, back here from 1986 to 1991, I was WBA champion, and then I beat Tony Lopez, who was the IBF champion. We were uh, rated as the two best in the world, and then, then there was a guy Zuma Nelson as well, which I never got to fight. But to be the, to answer your question, the lineal champion means you the best in the world in in your weight division, and fortunately, I had that in my time.
1: Is boxing also a sport for women?
3: Yes, definitely. Um, in fact. It's, it's got stronger and stronger. The great Muhammad Ali, the late Muhammad Ali, the probably the biggest boxing name ever, the most famous name. His daughter, Leila Ali, uh, was a professional world champion. The great Roberta Duran who uh, was a boxing world champion. His daughter was a world champion. And um, boxing's taken off. It's, it's in South Africa. We've got a few good uh, champion boxers. And a, 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 a boxing for women has taken off here, definitely.
1: Did you have a manager...
3: Yeah, so what happens in boxing, you have a manager and you have a trainer and, and then you get a promoter. So I did have a manager, a guy by the name of Harold Forbrecht was my trainer and my manager.
1: Did, what does a manager do?
3: So a manager gets you fights, your, your trainer trains you obviously, you go to the gym every day, you train. And then your manager organizes your fights with the promoter and then the promoter gets you your fight. So the manager's there to organize your fights for you.
1: That is definitely very interesting. On that note, let's take a song break, and we will be back soon.
4: I see what's happening, yeah. You're face to face with greatness, and it's strange. You don't even know how you feel. It's adorable. Well, it's nice to see that humans never change. Open your eyes, let's begin. Yes, it's really me. It's Maui, breathe it in. I know it's a lot, the hair, the bod. when you're staring at a demigod. What can I say except you're welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky. Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. I'm just an ordinary demigod. Hey, what has two thumbs and pulled up the sky when you were waddling yay hi, This guy. When the nights got cold, who stole you fire from down below? You're <laughs> looking at him, yo! Oh! Also, I so the sun. You're welcome to stretch your days and bring you fun. Also, I harness the breeze. You're welcome to fill your sails and shake your trees. So what can I say except you're welcome, for the islands I pulled from the sea. There's no need to pray, it's okay, you're welcome I guess it's just my way of being me You're welcome, you're welcome Well, come to think of it Honestly, I could go on and on I could explain every natural phenomenon The tide, the grass, the ground Oh, that was Maui just messing around I killed a eel, I buried its guts Sprouted a tree, now you got coconuts What's the lesson? What is the takeaway? Don't mess with Maui when he's on a breakaway And the tapestry here in my skin Is a map of the victories I win Look where I've been, I make everything happen Look at that me, mini Maui Hey! Well, anyway, let me say You're welcome World, you know. Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. you're welcome. Well, come to think of it, I gotta go. Hey, hey it's hey, your day hey, to say hey, you're, welcome. you're welcome, cause I'm gonna need that boat. I'm sailing away, away, you're welcome, you're welcome. cause now we can do everything but growth, you
0: Hi, Kids. For Kids. By Kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Hunter.
1: That was your welcome from Moana. This is Chai Kids. For Kids. by kids, kids. My name is Hunter and you are still listening to the Chai Kids Show on 101.9 Chai FM. Before we carry on with our interview with Brian Mitchell, our tongue twister for today is, imagine an imaginary menagerie. I repeat, it is imagine an imaginary menagerie. A bit later, you can call me on 010-140-3020 to see if you can say it faster than me. If you are just tuning in, I have Brian Mitchell in the studio with me. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to 34519 or a telegram to 061-895-1019 or call 010-140-3020. Now let us carry on with our questions. Through your career, you got to travel. Which countries did you go to?
3: Well, Hunter, um, so i us supposed tell you as well that my promoter was Rodney Berman, a South African go- promoter and a uh, guy that traveled the world as well and promoted international major fights. So Rodney Berman was my promoter. Other, we were talking about managers and trainers. That's who looked after me during my career. Um, the, I went to Panama. I went to Puerto Rico. I went to France. I went to Spain. I went to Italy. I went to America a few times. Um, so I was called the uh, international road warrior as a fighter. I wasn't able to fight in this country, unfortunately, because of apartheid and because of sanctions. Um, those years, uh, they, they placed sanctions on South Africa and I had to fight at the country. But uh, yeah, I loved it. I, I, I love traveling and I love fighting in other countries. It was tough, though, because you, you know, you're against the odds. You always fight. You, the crowd's not supporting you. The judges and the referees are not for you. But I knew South africans were were watching me on television, and I always came back to South Africa, my hometown and I'm still here at sixty one years old, so yeah, I'm a proud South African.
1: What was your favorite place to visit
3: well there there's many parts of America what I would say America's the country that I enjoyed the most uh, I love New York, it's a crazy city it's it's twenty four hours going. And then uh, there's laid back. I lived in West Palm Beach in America as well, which is uh, by the beach and it's laid back. And I lived in San Diego, which is also Johannesburg weather, and you got the sea. But um, I always came back to this country, and I always uh, it's still South Africa is still my favourite place. But I, I did love travelling overseas. I loved Italy as well. The food's fantastic there, and the people are great.
1: What is a world title?
3: So world title means that you're the best in the world at uh, your specific sport. So to, to become a world champion in, in, in boxing is, uh, is the ultimate. You, um, you, you fight through the juniors as a young boy, as a 10-year-old as a like you where I started. Uh, you fight through the ranks, and when you're 17, 18, you become a senior as an amateur. And then when you're 19, 20, you become a professional. And um, you try your best to become a South African champion, which fortunately I was. And then to become a world champion is the ultimate. So on the 27th of September 1986, which is 36 years ago, uh, I became South Africa's world champion.
1: How many world titles do you have?
3: Well, I I had two world titles. I had the WBA title and the IBF, two of the, the, the biggest world titles you get. And I defended my WBA title 12 times. So, in total, I won 14 world title fights.
1: How many championships have you won?
3: Well, uh, as I said, WBA and IBF are the two titles that I had. Tony Lopez is the guy from Sacramento in America that I went to fight in a unification fight. So, in 1991, the two of us were rated as the two best in the world. And I was WBA champ, he was the IBF champ, and we went to do a unification in his backyard in sacramento as i said i wasn't able to compete in south africa because of sanctions and i beat tony lopez for his ibf title to side so the wba and the ibf and uh, fortunately i retired at the end of 1991 as an undefeated world champion
1: how many championships have you won
3: i've won 12 world title fights in a in a row and uh, including winning the WBA and the IBF made it fourteen. So um, I kind of use the lingo that I uh, picked up in America. I'm I'm a fourteen-time undefeated world champion.
1: That is very cool.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Do you have any other titles?
3: Well, I've got the South African title as well. But I think to add to the titles, the the really the the biggest biggest uh, accolade you can get. An achievement that you, you can get in boxing is to be in the International Boxing Hall of Fame. And uh, I was inducted in 2009 in the into the International Boxing Hall of Fame and the World Boxing Hall of Fame. So those those are the two big ones, and you really can't get bigger than that. So I'm, I'm, I'm proudly South African and the only South African boxer at the moment in the International and the World Boxing Hall of Fame.
1: What was your tactic to, for motivating you to win twelve times?
3: well the the motivation is when, when I started boxing as a professional, i, I grew up poor, uh, no money and and I think that also motivates you. I'm not saying people with money can't make it in life or sport, but it, it it does it does motivate you if you come from nothing because you you need to do it so badly. So when I was a nineteen year old I had zero money. And I was fighting for 100 rand a fight and I was giving my manager and trainer 25 rand, which meant I was clearing 75 rand back in the early 80s, uh, which today is really no money. And um, I needed to fight desperately. I needed to win. I needed to become a champion to, to provide for myself and my future wife, wives and kids. And uh, the, the, that, that is what, what drove me to be the best. I, I, I wanted to win and I needed to win and I was determined to be the best. And it, it made me ambitious.
1: Have you got any champion belts? And if yes, where have you put them?
3: My championship belts are at, at home. They, I've got I've got five championship belts. I've got the WBA. I've got the IBF. I've got a special award for breaking the the, the world record of, of more than 12 defences, which I, I have as well. And then I've got an old buck belt for winning a South African title. as a professional. And then I've got an old buck belt for for winning a world title at sun city in south africa so i've got five belts on my wall at home and um i've got all my trophies and i've got my 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 biggest uh achievement that i love the most is my international boxing hall of fame ring so i've got a i've got a ring in america for in the for being inducted into the international boxing hall of fame
1: do you still do boxing now
3: i do it uh, i just do it, casual boxing training i i do own a boxing gym as well I'm a boxing commentator, as I said. I'm a boxing manager. I've got many professional boxers that I manage. Um, so I'm still very involved with boxing. I'm the spokesperson for Golden Gloves, which is Rodney Berman's company. And, um, yeah, I'm still very involved in, in, in boxing. But to answer your question properly, do I still train boxing? Um, I go to the gym and I hit the bag now and then, but I still keep fit for my age. Thank you.
1: Do you have any hobbies?
3: Well, I'm a golfer, so I would say golf is my hobby. I'm not uh, very great at golf. I'm playing for like a fourteen, fifteen handicap, but I enjoy it very much. I think golf's one of the the nicest sports that any sportsman can play after you've you've been in your official sport because everybody can play golf. There's a handicap system. There's no age group, and um, yeah, I'm a very keen golfer. So that is my hobby.
1: Are you one of the top boxers in South Africa?
3: Um, yeah, I would suppose that I am one of the top boxers ever to come out of South Africa. Uh, there's quite a few of us. There's Viani Bungu, there's Geri Kutsia, there's Welcome Nita, there's so many names to, to mention. But uh, I am definitely one of South Africa's best boxers, even if I have to say some myself. <laughs> Thank you, Hunter.
1: Um, How does it, w- someone win a boxing match?
3: Well, to win a boxing match is going back to the basics. You've got to Get in the gym, you've got to train very hard. You've got to be more dedicated and disciplined and determined than your opponent and then you'll win because you can't come second in boxing. If you come second in a comrades marathon, you get a gold medal. If you come 10th, you get a gold medal, although you're running against 20,000 people, so it's also tough. But in boxing, you really can't come second. There's no place for second, so you have to put everything on the line to be the best. Roadwork is very important to be a good boxer. You must run very hard. That builds up your stamina in your chest. And then you're sparring and you're training very hard. So, to win a boxing fight is hard work, but it's achievable.
1: Is boxing a very disciplined sport?
3: Absolutely. Um, It's probably, I mean, I'm going to say it because I'm an ex-boxer, but I would say it's the hardest sport ever. Uh, I've never known of a harder sport in boxing, although every sport at, at top level is tough. To be an international rugby player, soccer player, tennis player, whatever it is. You really gotta be great and you gotta have that X factor and you gotta be disciplined and dedicated. So yeah, boxing's a tough sport and you got to be really dedicated to be a boxer.
1: Mr. Mandela loved boxing. Did you know him?
3: Yes, of course, Nelson Mandela, as I said a bit earlier on. Um, that's I met many great people in my life. I met a, quite a few presidents, P. W. Buerta, F. W. Declack, Nelson Mandela. But Nelson Mandela was my favorite. I think he was everybody's favorite in this country. And he was the father of the nation, as I said. So meeting the great Nelson Mandela in 19... So I must tell you the story which you'll find interesting is in 1994, Nelson Mandela flew me to Cape Town to meet him. Nelson Mandela wanted to meet me. Now, it doesn't get much bigger in your life if the president of the country and his name is Nelson Mandela wants to meet you. So that's really one of my favorite stories of all time. So that's, that's my biggest accolade that I got to meet... Nelson Mandela, and he wanted to talk boxing to me. So that was fantastic.
1: How do you prepare for a fight?
3: Well, preparing for a fight is waking up in the morning and not being lazy, getting out of bed and saying whether you want to or not, whether it's raining, whether it's snowing, whether the wind is blowing, you've got to go out there and you put your tracksuit on and you've got to go and run. Running is very important for the boxing, as I said earlier on and uh, then you've got to be in the gym in the afternoon and you've got to do it twice a day every day of your life otherwise you're not going to make it
1: how many hours a day did you train
3: well plus minus it varies if you getting closer to the fight the last six weeks or so you're training about three times a day so you're training three hours four hours a day It's, it's very intense and that's every day
1: when i get a paper cut it hurts how do you deal with the bruises face and eye injuries
3: when you get a paper cut, it hurts. <laughs> well, it's um, yeah, it's, it's it's just something that you've got to work hard at. You know, everything comes together if you've been in the gym every day and you've worked hard at what you've got to do and you've trained hard and your body's in fantastic condition. Then you recover. You know, and, and it's like in a fight when a guy hits you and and you get hurt and you, you get dizzy and you and you wobble in a fight. You recover quickly if you're fit. So it all boils, that everything goes down to basics where you've got to be disciplined and dedicated to everything in life. To For you, you, at your age, to exams, to your schoolwork. What, what you put into life, you get out of it. If you study for your exams and your tests, you will be successful. And it's exactly the same in boxing.
1: Does a boxer have to follow a specific diet?
3: Yes, absolutely you do. The, the heavyweights don't have to weigh, so they find... But anybody up to heavyweights, up to like cruiserweights, follows a strict diet. You've got to watch what you eat all the time. No junk food. No McDonald's. No, no Coca Cola. You've got to be very strict, uh, and and it's a strict diet permanently. It's it's a lot of salads and it's a lot of boiled vegetables, and it's a it's a strict uh, diet. Yes, for sure.
1: In two thousand and nine, you were inducted into the International Bo- Boxing Hall of. Fame, what does this mean?
3: To be inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame is the ultimate. Um, It's the cherry on the cake of anybody's boxing career. Um, It doesn't matter how many world titles you you won. When you're inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame is when you know that you've really achieved achieved it in boxing. So that's when when it sinks in, when you're actually being inducted, you realize, wow, I've actually made it in, in life, in the sport I've chosen.
1: What is the greatest lesson that you learned from boxing?
3: The greatest lesson I've learned from boxing, I would say, is that you you can make money, you can be famous, uh, but you must stay humble because you, you're not bigger than the game, you're not bigger than life. Um, nobody's bigger than any of us. No famous person is bigger than any of us. And uh, we, we're all just simple people, you know, so you stay humble. And, and I think boxing has taught me that. It's taught me respect and manners and... And you just got to gotta stay humble. It doesn't matter how famous you are. It doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't matter how successful you are. Stay, stay humble and stay well-mannered.
1: What would you tell someone who's trying to get into boxing?
3: I would say to them, definitely do it. If that's what you want to do, if that's what you feel you need to do, go out there and do it. Um, you, you know, if you, if you believe in yourself, like you do as a 10-year-old, doing a wonderful interview with me, I can't believe how fantastic you are as as doing an interview so that's what you do Uh, you do what you want to do in life you you can achieve anything you want to dreams are there to be taken and uh, i would say if you want to be a boxer go out and do it
1: i've learned a lot about boxing today thank you so much for answering my questions but on that note, let's take a quick song break and after the song, I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in ten seconds. Thank you, Anta. You can call now on 010-140-3020. I can show you the way.
5: fantastic point of view no one to tell us no or where to go or
2: say we're only dreaming a
5: whole new world a dazzling place I never gets see.
2: better. I'm like a shooting star. I've come so far. I can't go back to where I a used be. Every turn to be and return a surprise. With new horizons Every moment, I'll, I'll chase them anywhere. There's time to spare. spare. Let me share this whole new world.
0: Hi, Kids. For Kids. By Kids. They are the High Kids. Your host today is Hunter.
1: That song was A Whole New World. It's a song from Aladdin. This is Chai Kids. For Kids. By Kids. My name is Hunter and I'm 10 years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call us in 010-140-3020 and I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. I will start. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Imagine an imaginary menagerie. Imagine an imaginary menagerie. Imagine an imaginary menagerie. Imagine an imaginary menagerie. Imagine an imaginary menagerie.
3: Very good.
1: Do we have any callers for the tongue twister? If not, let's do it with Brian Mitchell. Vusi, please start the timer.
3: Imagine an imaginary menagerie. Imagine an imaginary menagerie. Imagine an imaginary menagerie. I'm already gone. <laughs> Hunter, you did me. Just keep going. Imagine imaginary menagerie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well done. On that note, let's go for a quick song break.
6: Ariel, listen to me. The human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. Dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake Just look at the world around you Right here on the ocean floor Such wonderful things around you What more are you looking for? Under the sea Under the sea Darling, it's better down where it's wetter Take it from me Up on the shore they work all day Out in the sun they slave away? While well, we devote, which are to floating under the sea? <laughs> now you on the fish is happy as after the winter. The fish on the land ain't happy. They hot cause they in the bowl. But fish in the bowl is lucky. They ain't for a <laughs> worse fate. One day when the boss gets hungry.
0: Yes, you go beyond the plate,
6: oh, under the sea. Under the sea. Nobody beat us, fires us, and eat us in fricassee. We want the land, folks, loves to cook. Under the sea, we have to hook up. We got no troubles. Life is the bubbles. Under the sea. Under the sea. Since life is sweet here, we got the here naturally. Even the sturgeon and the rain. They did the, the earth start to play. We got the spirit, you got to hear it. Under the sea. Play the flute, the top, play the hop. the place play the bass and they sound the chop, the bass play the brass, the chop play the top. The flute is the Duke of soul. Yeah. the can he can play the names <laughs> on the strings the chop. out the blackfish, he sings his belt and his fat. They know where it's at, they know that blowfish blow.
0: kids by kids they are the high kids your host today is Hunter
1: that song was under the sea a song from the little mermaid this is car kids for kids by kids my name is Hunter and I'm 10 years old now let's wrap up the riddle remembered was what two things can you never eat for breakfast Do we have any callers for the riddle? No, but the first answer was from Moira, and it is... Lunch and supper! (laughs) We also have a message from Marco, and he said... Brian Mitchell, the the road warrior, the best boxer South Africa has ever produced. I think that's also true.
3: (laughs) Thank you, Hunter, and thank you for a great interview.
1: Well done to everyone who tried, and thank you for playing. This has been Gha Kids, for kids Bar Kids. My name is Hunter, and I would like to say thank you to my guest, Brian Mitchell, for coming on Gha Kids.
3: Only my pleasure. Thank you very much, Hunter. To
1: my producer Senna and Vussi for pushing the big red button. Join us tomorrow for another Kids show only on 101.9 Chai FM. Bye kids.